Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Christmas Movie Spotlight. And I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm also here tonight with my lovely friend and co-host and colleague, Pam. Hello, Pam. Boy, I sound like I'm at the top of your list. (laughs) (laughs) You You are. Oh, my gosh. You're, like, really up there. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, mean, hey. does that mean I'm not going to get coal in my stocking? <laughs> not at all. Not this year. <laughs> and if you do, it won't be because I put it in your stocking. So, um, yeah, no, uh, I would never at all. But now, if the tables are turned, you might contemplate putting it in mine. Nah, never. Yeah. Never. You're my okay. buddy. <laughs> you're mine and um well um for those of you who are first time listeners or you have not ever heard um Pam and I on air together well let me tell you you're in for a real treat tonight we recently had the pleasure of chatting with Carrie McNeil who is a freelance writer and founder of I've seen it on Hallmark blog Carrie's blog highlights venues and film locations she has visited that have been seen in Hallmark movies She has documented many different locations, and her blog is a fascinating read. And now we are honored to bring you our interview with Carrie McNeil. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview. Well, thank you for asking me. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's great. We appreciate that. Yeah. How did you get into the business of touring homes and places of Hallmark and other locations? So it basically, uh, I'm from, I was born and raised in Southern California, so I'm a California girl, and uh, I grew up in uh, Redondo Beach, California, and I don't know what it was, but I've always been fascinated from the time I was a young girl watching my favorite TV show of all time, The Brady Bunch, and uh, you'd see... Uh, uh, different episodes of that, and they'd always have like an establishing shot of something, um, whether it be the house or uh, other buildings throughout it. And I, I remember watching the Partridge family and seeing the same thing when they were on that little tour bus, and I wondered, where is their house? Where are these real places? And um, that curiosity just grew throughout the years, and once I got old enough, I found out that there really was a real Brady house, and I could really go see it. And so uh, it just one of those weird things that just started as uh, as a child that just kind of grew over the years. And um, now it's just turned into a fun thing. I've literally visited film locations literally all over the world. Wow. That's amazing. So, um, That's amazing. My favorite thing <laughs> was a couple years ago, my husband fulfilled, like, this lifelong dream that I have since I was a little girl and uh, we went to Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany, and we went, before that, we went to Salzburg in Austria, and I got to do, like, every sound and music thing you can possibly imagine, including staying at the actual Von Trapp's house, which is a bed and breakfast. Oh, my goodness. Now, <laughs> there's something that not everybody can say they've done. <laughs> That's right. so, so amazing. Wow. It was. It was really, um, honestly, it was just a total dream come true. And I told my husband when we were planning the trip, he said we should go to Austria. And he said we'll go to Salzburg. And I said the only way I'm going to Salzburg 
is if I stay at the Von Trapp house, I don't have to stay there the whole time, but I have to stay there one night. Otherwise, I'm not going <laughs> because it was so important to me. And from the time I was, you know, kid, the youngest that I can ever imagine watching The Sound of Music, I just loved the movie and dreamed that one day I would go see where that was filmed. And when we were there, we did a Sound of Music bike tour where you bike to all the different locations and you sing the songs while you're on your bike with a whole bunch of other fans. It's a lot of fun. Not so much for my husband, but for me. And uh, (laughs) we did a marionette show like they did in The Sound of Music. They had that little marionette show, and we went to a marionette show of The Sound of Music, which uh, was really cool. And uh, just, you know, it was just an amazing time. And to stay at the actual Von Trapp house, I mean, I remember that we ended up staying two nights. I didn't get any sleep the first night. I couldn't believe I was there. It was just, I was like five years old, you know. I mean, when we were driving up, I practically had tears in my eyes. I was so excited. Yeah, that is that is quite an amazing story, and and you know, and to hear you talk about it, it makes me want to go watch The Sound of Music. I'm telling you, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but it's one of my all-time favorites as well. So it is, um, it is, uh, and it's a classic to go for to, sure. To go to those gardens where they did that whole Do Re Mi thing, I mean, uh-huh. I, there was trust me, I was not the only person there doing the whole Do Re Mi thing in in the gardens in Mirabella Gardens and. Um, it was that's what made it so fun is that there was literally people from all over the world you could tell everybody was there for the same reason it was awesome (laughs) oh wow that is incredible well when you visited your first very first film location where was it and how did you react it was very exciting um there was actually a movie being filmed in my in the town where I grew up and I, we had driven by and we saw that there was something going on, me and uh, some friends, and it was right down the street from my friend's house. And so we kind of wandered down there one night. And, um, and so I, I don't consider it my first film location because I didn't really drive to the film location and, like, find out where it was and do, you know, have to go through all that. It was just something that I kind of happened upon. Um, but that's really the first thing, and it was a set for a movie called The Wildlife, and uh, I believe Christopher Penn was in it. It might have been one of his first roles, and uh, Leah Thompson was in it, and um, it was a teen movie back in the, um, in the 80s. They filmed it, and uh, so that would be like the first thing, and they didn't have any guards, they didn't have anything. It was just basically an open set, and so we just literally walked up, and we went up to craft services and grabbed a plate and ate and had some coffee, and they moved a, a big portable heater over. They asked if we were cold, and we said yes, and they moved it over, and we just kind of stayed for a few hours and then left. <laughs> wow. And, uh, so that was pretty funny. But I'd say the first location that I went to is really exciting. My husband actually took me. It was the year we were married in 1985, and it was out in uh, Pasadena, California, and it was uh, the house from the TV show uh, in the 70s with Christy McNichol called Family. And Seda Thompson oh, was uh, oh, yes. the mom yeah. on it. I just love that. And mm-hmm. um, Broderick, um, I can't think of his first name, but he was the dad in it. It was just a great show. And um, I remember going there, and I couldn't believe I was staring at it. Again, I was like five years old, like a little kid, even though I wasn't 
actually five years old. Yeah. I do get excited <laughs> when I see them, you know. So. So would you say that 1985 was when you like your official start of, you know, finding these locations and and checking them out? Definitely. Well, um, another thing I was curious about is is how do you go about finding the film locations? Because, you know, that's not always disclosed as public knowledge. No, that was the thing that was so awesome when I was growing up. And, you know, back in the day, as I like to say, I used to sit in the, the theater and read the movie credits. Because they always used to say, you know, the producers wish to thank the town of blah, blah, blah. Or there'd be something on there. And there's not anymore. Um, they don't typically do that. Sometimes they do, but it's it's certainly not anywhere like it used to be. There'd be if you go back and rewatch like old older movies, you'll see there's these long lists of thank yous, and uh, I love that. And uh, so my husband, when we dated, we went to the movies a lot, and he kind of got in the habit because I wouldn't leave until the last credit had rolled. And uh, and so, you know, back then we didn't have the internet. We didn't have computers in our homes or on our. We didn't even have phones. You know, uh, we had landlines, and that was it. And uh, so it was a lot harder, you know, to to find places. It was always more of a word of mouth kind of thing. But now with the internet, um, it's just become so great. Uh, you know, I'm sitting in my home office here at my home. And I've got two big computer screens, and I can have both of them up, and I can be, you know, if I see clues in a movie, um, then I'll just start looking for those. And um, and I can go uh, pull Google Street View up, and I can be anywhere in the world within minutes uh, looking at streets. So it's it's really changed a lot over the decades. Well, you know, the, it, it's interesting to hear you describe it that way because, uh, as you're saying, you know, you can Google it and look for streets. It's almost like, you know, y- you've got your own little sleuthing series going on um, yeah. <laughs> because you actually do have to do investigative work to be able to find out where these locations are. Some of them, um, yes, and um, there's been a few that, you know, there's there's been no, I call um, clues indicators, so indicators are, you know, a roof line or a street light or a sidewalk or a driveway. There's, you know, bushes, trees, um, a number of things that can give you a clue as to, you know, something that makes this building or, or home stand out, you know, that you might be able to figure out where it's at. And, um, you know, some homes really don't have any indicators. And uh, an example would be, uh, earlier this year, um, I was very hot to trot to find the house from Hallmark's Mrs. Miracle, uh, mm-hmm. and I wanted to find that with James Vanderbeek, and I wanted to find the house that he lived in with his two little twin boys, and I, it took a long time. Well, I guess it didn't take that long, but it took th- every spare moment of th- of my three weeks. I committed to looking for this house every spare minute, and I finally found it. And it was really hard to find because there wasn't really any indicators. It came down to literally, if you ever watched a movie and look at, you know, freeze the screenshot of the house in the background, you'll see on the left-hand side of the screen there's a little 
hill or mountain type of thing, and that was really the only indicator. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I got really lucky with that because I thought I, I had a good idea of where it was at, and uh, I didn't. And, and how I found it is actually kind of fascinating, too. Um, I was re-watching some of the uh, Hallmark Aurora Tea Garden series movies um, since I've been blogging for the last year. Um, I've been re-watching some of the things from maybe a year ago, seeing if I can re, you know, uh, recognize anything you know, that maybe a year ago I wouldn't have known where it was at. So I've been re-watching all these movies and the garage sale movies, and I was, re- I was re-watching a, a Laura Teagarden movie, and I saw the house, the townhouse that her mother lives in, in the series, and I recognized some things in that. And that's what ultimately led me to find the Mrs. Miracle House, which is oh my a gosh. miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting yeah. that even in your, in your quest to find these different you know, places that have been filmed and been a different series and stuff. It, it's interesting how they're even intertwined, just like the Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries are intertwined in their own way. So that's really neat. Exactly, exactly. And the other thing that's really fun is I always say, you know, it, I love finding the places, but the, it's always fun the journey that it takes to get there. Sometimes it can be a little frustrating, um, but uh, for the most part, it's just, it really is a lot of fun, and, and fun comes out of it, you know. And then when you get there, if it's a business, you know, um, that I'm interviewing, a business owner, um, there's always a story behind the story. So what brought me in there is it was I, I saw it on Hallmark, but there's this really cool story behind it that I never would have known, you know, unless I had dropped in and said hi. So it's, it's always interesting to, to find out more about these locations. Absolutely. You know, I would imagine that even though you've seen the movies and, like you said, you go back and you watch them again, it's like mm-hmm. you're watching them for the first time after touring, you know, some of the sets or the homes or something like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I did an interview at a florist a few weeks ago, and um, she was telling me, the the owner, Shelley, was telling me all the movies that they had been in, and I think there was 11 or 12 of them. Uh, if I remember correctly, and I couldn't believe there was that many, and so it was very exciting for me to go back and rewatch. She gave me the titles of them, and it was really neat to be able to go back and rewatch them. Oh my gosh, that's what that is! Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that now. And um, it is like watching them all over again. You know, I couldn't even imagine being at some of the sets, and that kind of brings me to. My next question, I read that you visited the Knott's Landing cul-de-sac, and I watched every single season of Knott's Landing. I am so jealous you got to visit, but are the locations uh, exactly like we see them on TV? Oh, my gosh. So the beach that from the early seasons, like season one and two of Knott's Landing, the Knott's Landing beach where um, they filmed was actually my beach growing up, Torrance Beach in California. So that was, like, really exciting. Um, And the cul-de-sac looks identical to what it looked like on screen. I mean, it was identical. And I, the first time I went there, I introduced myself. The guy that owned uh, um, Mac and um, I can't even think of her name. Karen? 
Abby? Karen, well, yeah. No, Karen. Karen, Karen. Karen and yeah. Max house. Um, the guy that in real life that owned that house came out, and we were talking and everything, and he took my number, and he said, I'll call. Remember, this is before the Internet. He said, I'll call you um, next time they come to town, and he did. He called me the day before. He said, they're rolling in tomorrow if you want to come watch them film. And my daughter, who's 29 right now, my youngest wasn't even born yet. She's 27, but my oldest uh, uh, is 29, and she came with me, and she was less than a year old. I took her, and uh, and we went and watched. She didn't cry the whole day. I mean, it was amazing. It was almost like she knew what was going on, even though she didn't. And uh, we had a really good time, and we met Joan Van Ark. We met um, uh, Michelle Lee, who played Karen, and... Um, mm-hmm. We just were able to meet a lot of the the cast, and it was um, just really, really fun. I really enjoyed that, and um, a great memory, just a really great memory. Yeah, oh, my you know, gosh. Um, one thing I wanted to say is in thinking about that, and Pam, you might you might agree with me on this, but not Landon, when you think about the shows that were made back then, Dallas, not Landon, I think that is one of the big draws to Hallmark is because, you know, there's so much nostalgia in the Hallmark movies and no matter which one you're watching and even in the series and it just keeps bringing you back over and over and over again. It's just such a great feeling and um, they just don't, you know, and Hallmark is the closest thing we have now to making shows and movies that we had back then that we all loved. Right, because like if I remember correctly, uh, Not Slanting was on for twelve seasons, which is, I, I mean, just practically unheard of now because things just don't stay on the air that long. And so, and, right. and on the same line, like what you were saying, here's you know Aurora Tea Garden. They've made you know I think ten, nine or ten movies, and Garage Sale Mystery. They've made like fifteen movies, and they've ordered four more for next year. And you've got the morning show mysteries with Holly Robinson, Pete, and they've done two, and they've ordered more of those. It's just it's exciting because we do get to revisit the same characters, and watch them do what they do best. You know, solve crazy mysteries, and it's just fun. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Well, now, has there been a place place that you've returned to more than once, or after you've toured it, or do you move on just to the next one? Um, you know, there's one house in particular that um, holds a real special place in my heart as far as the Hallmark, in the Hallmark world. And um, it's how I even became, you know, started my website in the first place. And um, that is uh, from the movie, it's the home, the beautiful farmhouse from the movie All of My Heart, the original movie. And um, I fell in love with that farmhouse. Um, we've seen it in uh, Growing the Big One. Um, Aurora Tea Garden lived in it for a little while on uh, her series, but she doesn't anymore. But that that home is very close to the border, so um, it's I always drive past it every time I cross the border into Canada. I uh, I make sure to drive, you know, take a minute out of my time to go and drive past it and just take a look at it. Um, unfortunately. It's uh, the trees in the front of the house have um, gotten so full of leaves you can't even see it from the road right now. But that'll change in another month or two when they all when they all fall. But that's um, that house does hold a special place in my heart. Um, I looked and looked and looked for it, 
and uh, was finally able to uh, locate it with the help. I reached out to somebody online, and they were able to point me in the right direction. And um, I ended up um, doing a, a post, a blog post on my friend's film location blog. She lives down in Los Angeles. And she, um, she asked me if I'd write it, and I did. And I had so much fun writing it and sharing it, and the response was so good that I thought, you know, I think I'm going to do this because I go to these places and I enjoy it. I've been going up to Canada for, for many years, well, per, really my whole life because my mom's Canadian. She, she was uh, from Vancouver. And um, uh, so I've spent my whole life going there, and I was already going up and looking at all these, looking for these locations and, and having these experiences. And for me, it's not about, oh, look at me. You know, um, it's not like I'm not like the star of this thing. I'm like, hey, I want to share this with you because you may not live close to the border like me, and I want you to be able to mm-hmm. see this. And these are the stories behind it, and guess what the owner said, and guess what this and that. And so that's really what the blog is about is sharing my experiences with other people that are also fans of the shows that maybe they're location fans and they want to know about these places or they want to see that garage sale mystery Jen Shannon does have a, you know, this is a real house that they use and this is what it looks like. So it's all about sharing my experiences. Well, um, now it is my understanding that you are a tour guide for the Wind Calls the Heart set. Is that correct? Yes, I was uh, last year, or earlier this year, I should say, uh, this last season. Um, with the tours, you know, they only offer tours when the show is not filming. And uh, so about six months out of the year, uh, anybody, um, which is really exciting, can go and take a tour uh, of the set uh, there in Langley. And so I went as a fan and took a tour um, about a year and a half ago. It was before I started my blog. I was thinking about starting it, but I hadn't really confirmed and made a decision that I was for sure going to do it. But I went and took a tour and uh, I, you know, met the uh, the owners and their daughter. Their daughter, Melanie, is the one that handles the tours. And uh, I ended up writing, uh, doing a story. I did an interview and took pictures and did a story. And when I started the blog, um, Earlier this year in February, when season five was officially starting of When Calls the Heart, that's when I um, published the story on my blog. And uh, Melanie got in touch with me shortly thereafter and said, hey, um, we've got a bridal party that wants to come through, and we're going to be out of town. There's, there's no one here that can do the tour. Is, you know, would it be possible? Would you be interested in doing that? And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's like, that's like getting to volunteer at Universal Studios, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the closest thing I'm going to get mm-hmm. to here. So it was exciting for me. And I said, yeah, of course, I'd love to. And so then her uh, her dad, Rod, said, you know, hey, we could really use some help on the weekends. Melanie's real busy. You know, they're planting things at the farm and harvesting and uh, really making plans for down the line. They just planted hops and barley and they're getting ready to do um, apple trees, and they planted hazelnuts two years ago. And so they're really doing all these things at the farm. And so um, I said, yeah, you know, I would, I can. So I would love that. And so it just kind of happened 
by accident, and I had a really good time with it. I got to meet people from all over the world, fans from all over, including this really great guy that was from Norway, and he he didn't really speak the greatest of English, and uh, but we were able to communicate, and he just kept saying, church, church, I want to see the church. <laughs> And oh, I wow. said, well, Aww. you're going to see the church, but we're going to, I want, I want you to take a picture in the jail cell. We'll send it to your wife. We'll get you in front of the church. We're going to get you everywhere. And so he just had a great time, but he really came alive when we pulled up to the church. He, he could hardly speak. He was so excited. So, wow. yeah, it was well, really exciting. When, uh, when fans visit the Wing Call of the Heart set, what can they expect? So um, what they can expect is um, they get to see the row houses. They get to see the cabin in the woods. They get to see the mine that we saw in seasons one and two that that is not used anymore. Um, It's still there at the property. And then, of course, they get to see the town. They get to see Abigail's. They get to see the mercantile. They get to see the saloon, the mayor's office. They get to see the jail. And um, unfortunately... Once the season has wrapped, every single sign, prop, everything, is every dish is taken out of Abigail's Cafe, and they're all carted off the property and put in storage by the network. And if the season is picked up for a new season, then it's all carted back out um, before the new season starts filming. And so when you go, you can. the one thing that you should expect is it, it still looks exactly like it does, but there's no signs that say Abigail's Cafe, and there's no flowers in the window boxes, and there's no dishes in there. They're just empty uh, buildings. But the thing that's so, so cool about going to the Wind Calls the Heart set is that this show does not film in a studio. You get to go and walk in these buildings where the cameras roll and they film this TV show. And that's what I find is so exciting about it. It's not just the outsides of the buildings. They're filming everything in there, too. So it's very exciting for fans. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, that's something that most of us would love to do. And the thing is, when you're watching you know, a series or a movie or something like that, you just always assume most of them are on the set of, you know, MGM or something like that and not actually at a location of somebody's home or store or wherever they're filming at that time. So that's that's right. great to know that so many of them are actually on location. Right. The ones up in... Um up in that film up in Canada, they generally are. I mean, when the network rents a house to film the outside of it, they'll usually, since they're already paying for their location, they're known to film as much as they can in one location. And I do know, I did an interview at a house that'll be coming out during the Christmas season later this year, and um, it's the house that was used in. Um, the Finding Father Christmas, Engaging Father Christmas, and then this year they're mm-hmm. releasing Marrying Father Christmas. And it's the house, um, I can't think of the last name of the house, the people that own it, but it's this beautiful home that the that the family lives in. It's not the B&B 
that that's a different one, but this is a beautiful home, and it's been used in a lot of Hallmark movies. We've seen it many times before. Lifetime uh, recently wrapped a movie there. Um, uh, the homeowner was telling me that um, for that, they used one bedroom, but they made two locations out of it by filming in one direction. The room was so large, they filmed in one direction for one bedroom and then switched the cameras around and filmed in another direction, and it made a whole other location. And then there was a movie that uh, from Lifetime, The Girl in the Bath, or I think it's called The Girl in the Bathtub. I don't think it's come out yet, but it just shot earlier this year. And she said that they, the homeowner was telling me that they used four different locations on the property, um, you know, just in that one movie. And, um, you know, they, they, uh, they have a pool there, so they were having a pool party outside, and that was supposed to be in, one, like, a different state than the rest of it. But, you know, it's, it's amazing what they can get out of one location. Seriously, I mean, you wouldn't expect that, and that's so interesting to know. Um, it is. What that's other what's films really that have? Yeah, and I mean, that's not normally what people think about. At least I don't think they do when they're watching the movies. You know, um, that that's actually a same location because it looks so different. You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly, and that's what's so. That's what I'm saying, what I was saying earlier, is you wouldn't know this if you just saw it on TV. You're, oh, yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful home. But then you go in and you talk to the people that own it, and you learn these little things like that. And I normally, I should mention, I normally don't come in contact with homeowners. Um, it's it's a rarity that I do. Um, I just feel that, um, you know, if somebody puts their house in a movie, then, you know, that's their thing, and I track it down. I'm very respectful from the street or the sidewalk when I show up to take my pictures. Um, there has been an instance or two where the homeowner has come out or a neighbor wanting to know what I'm doing. I do have business cards, um, and, you know, one of those turned into a, an interview, uh, which was really unexpected and exciting, and, um uh, but this particular house from the Marrying Father Christmas series, um, I contacted the homeowner because they also have their home is is a ten acre estate and it's also a wedding venue. So it's a business, and I figure if it's a business, then I I you know can contact them. If it's they're just a private home, I typically don't. I have been known. Um, on occasion to, to to still reach out, but it's very, very, very rare that I come in contact with a homeowner. Yeah, I, and we can understand that for privacy reasons, too. Right. And they don't want a bunch of people outside their house all the time, so, yeah, right. that's Right, and I also don't publish, you know, the addresses on my website either. If it's a business, I right. do. Um, but I typically, you know, I mean, anytime it's a homeowner, I don't. Even if I haven't talked to the homeowner, I still don't. It's just not something that I do. So. Right, right. Well, what other film sets have you been to where the actors and crew are still filming? Well, it was really exciting um, because just recently um, I had the opportunity, I got a tip from one of my readers on some filming and I went up to Canada that day to check it out, and it happened to be a brand-new 2018 Christmas movie for Hallmark, and it is called 
um, a Christmas or a Carousel Christmas. It's also uh, be it's also known in the industry as a Godwink Christmas. I'm not sure which title they're going to go with uh, when it airs this uh, Christmas season, but it stars uh, stars Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, Paul Campbell. Uh, who we saw in Surprised by Love, and he's done some other things. Really funny guy. And Kimberly Sustad, who we've seen a few times before, but most notably I'd say uh, she was in Nine Lives of Christmas, and I loved her in that. And um, Mm -hmm. Kathy Lee Gifford was not on set when I was there that day, but I had the absolute pleasure of meeting uh, Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad, and they couldn't have been nicer and kinder. So it was just really fun. I got to watch them rehearse a scene and uh, watch their director work with them on their blocking and, you know, what his expectation was. And it was just a really fun thing to see because it's not something that I get to normally see, and that was very, very exciting. Well, you know, that was – I was going to ask you about that because I saw that on um, – you post about that on Twitter the other day, and I was like, I wonder which movie this is because, you know, Hallmark has been hyping this holiday season um, and all the movies, 36 movies they're going to have between yep. the two channels. And, oh, my gosh, they have got so many great stars that are going to be in these movies, and it just tells me – I was telling Pam the other day, this is going to be probably the best season they've had yet. Um, with their Christmas movies just because of the lineup alone. But the stories, from what I've read about some of the the plot lines for these movies, are just phenomenal. So it's going to be interesting. But but the Godwink movie, and I hope that's the title that they keep, but that that is going to be an exceptional movie. And I think the casting for that... Oh my gosh, just incredible. So I couldn't agree with you more when I heard who was starring in it. I mean, I got really excited. And then it was just really a couple weeks later that I was tipped off by one of my readers. And I, I can't tell you how excited I was. But I never know, even when I get these tips, you show up, you don't know if the talent's going to be there, you don't know which talent's going to be there, you don't even know if you're going to see them. Um, it, I just, you know, the stars aligned that day, and it was just an amazing experience for me, and I just loved it. And I actually um, came across some uh, some Christmas uh, Christmas set a couple times this year. I was uh, I saw Marrying Father Christmas uh, being filmed. I watched them film a couple scenes of that earlier this year, back in March, I believe it was. And I uh, got to meet uh, the director, David Winning, who I think is just a brilliant man, um, very, very talented. He's directed a lot of movies um, for Hallmark. He's done Lifetime. Um, he's done other, you know, TV shows and movies. He's been in the business a long time, and it was a real honor for me to be able to meet him and shake his hand. And he was just the most um, uh, gracious and uh, genuine human being. I, I'm still blown away, and it's been many, many months, but um, he was just um, just a really exceptional human being, and um, it was so exciting to meet him and tell him I love your work. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then just by coincidence, you know, uh, um, well, really not coincidence because they were filming that day, but um, Niall Mater and... Um, uh, Aaron uh, Krako were both on set because they're the stars of Marrying Father Christmas. And mm-hmm. um, so I got to meet both of them, and that was just equally as thrilling, um, you know, just because I've seen them in so many things. 
you know. It's, oh, yeah. Um, so that was really exciting. And then um, I got a tip from a reader um, just really a few weeks after that happened, um, and that was about some filming um, for a movie that we'll also see this Christmas season called It's Christmas, comma, Eve. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Leanne yeah. Rimes is starring oh, in yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was exciting. You know, again, you don't know when you show up what's going to happen. Um, but I actually met Leanne Rimes, and uh, I met a few other um, actors that that day and it was just you know hallmark actors that i knew their faces and oh yeah i know who that is you know and it was very exciting and uh they were just um gracious people you could tell they're not used to being recognized up in canada and so they were kind of like wow you know they were so nice like oh yeah you know um they weren't bothered by it at all but they weren't arrogant by any means they were just lovely gracious uh, people that were just so happy, like, oh, you came from, you know, the States. Oh, that's so great, you know. And it was just really um, uh, just a great moment and great experiences. That's what really this is all about is just these great experiences in life. Oh, yeah. And, well, you know, when you're, you know, going to some of these sets that are in process of filming, how I mean, how do you get onto the set? Do you have to have clearance in advance, or do you just show up, or how does that work? It depends because I can't go onto a set, you know, that's a private set if it's on private property. But anytime mm-hmm. it's public on public property, like it has been for these things, with marrying Father Christmas, they were filming on the street. There's nothing they can do. I mean, um, it's almost right. comical. I was kind of blown away because I'm from Los Angeles. You know, they've got the barricades and the police and all this in L.A. Well, Hallmark filming up in Canada, I'm sure the features are very different, but Hallmark filming, it's just like it blew my mind because <laughs> there's, there's no police. There's no barricade. They're just filming on a street, and there's literally shoppers shopping on the street while their people are filming across the street. Like they can't be bothered. They're they're like, <laughs> yeah, filming. We see it all the time. Whatever. And um, it was. I was just blown away. I was like watching all this with picking my jaw up off the ground because I was like, don't they realize? Like that's that's Niall Mater. That's that's director David winning, you know, I mean, and they're just like <laughs> doing their shopping, their whatever. <laughs> so, um, well, those, you know, that was on a street. So, you know, there's nothing they can't, nobody can tell you you have to leave. <laughs> well, right. you know, it's interesting because it, it, I've often wondered why, you know, Hallmark films as much as they do in Canada. And I've, I've read several different, you know, uh, variations for why they do um but i would imagine up there you know the when we see you know these actors in the hallmark movies here if we saw them on the street here in the states we would you know we'd be gaga we'd be like oh my gosh there's Nall and and aaron and, and you know but maybe because do, do they even get they get hallmark in canada don't they they don't think they do and they don't they don't have a hallmark channel but oh, some cool. of our movies are hallmark movies um, make it onto um, a couple of different channels up there. One of them is the Women's Network. Um, uh-huh. So they do have ways to see them, but they don't get it like we get it. Like we get yeah. all of them because we have designated channels, the Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Um, they don't have that there. So um, it's interesting. That's always one of the one of the questions that I ask 
homeowners and business owners when I do interview them, you know, have you seen your shop? Have you seen your home? What was that like, you know? And a lot of times if it's somebody that's um, had their, their business used in multiple movies, they haven't seen them. Wow. They may have seen one, but they haven't seen all of them. I um, interviewed, I did a story on a business called Porter's. Um, They're in Murrayville in Langley, Um, such a great place. And it's like a a coffee shop, but they also have, they serve uh, breakfast and lunch there. They have a beautiful um, English, proper English dinner on Saturday nights. They have live entertainment. It's not your typical coffee house. And um, they do a lot of filming there. We've seen it in many, many things. And uh, it was in Moonlight in Vermont. It was in Growing the Big One. It was in uh, Harvest Moon. Um, It's just, you see it, it was in Darrow and Darrow, the first movie. You see it over and over and over. And um, it's constantly being used, but not in a negative way. Um, Nobody's tired of seeing it. And uh, I remember when I went out to do the interview with her last year, Uh, Karen is her name, Uh, her and her husband have owned it, and she was telling me that she, you know, before I went out there, I said, I'm going to want to talk about, you know, all the different movies so I can get screenshots of them for when I do the story, and when I went out there, she says, I just don't even know the names of them all, I haven't been keeping track, and I probably should have, so... Every once in a while, I'll be watching Hallmark, an older movie, and I'll say, oh, my gosh, that's Porter's. And so I'll shoot her off an email and say, hey, add this to your list, because she's keeping a list now. <laughs> now that she's oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I would imagine, you know, and it's interesting because Hallmark is just so creative in how they recreate, you know, the scenery uh, if they're using the same location. Um, because if you see, you know, if you see different movies and they're using the same copy house or they're using the same house, they can make it look completely different. So you don't you don't put two and two together. Um, That's exactly you know, go, right. Oh my gosh, you know. Um, and so I have a question though, and you may be able to shed some light on this, but the uh, the Christmas and Evergreen movie and. That is, you know, it was on last year, and now they're doing a part two yeah. or a, a two mm-hmm. this year. And they're saying it's based on a fictitious town. So do you know where they actually are, where they're filming that, and um, what town it's based, you know, what they're trying to emulate that is? Is it like a town in Vermont or somewhere? Um, I do not recall where it was supposed to be, um, where Evergreen was supposed to be last year. Um, I don't recall that. As far as this year, I mean, I know where they they filmed last year. They filmed in Claiborne Village. They filmed in Maple Ridge. Um, The house that they used in that um, last year um, uh, is actually in Maple Ridge, and I actually did a story on it. That's one of the ones that... Um, I showed up to take my pictures, and a neighbor saw what I was doing and wanted to know what I was doing, and it turns out his sister owns the house, and he says, hey, go see her. She'd love to do a story, you know, and uh, so I ended up doing a story, but I don't recall um, the name of what that city was supposed to be. Um, I don't know if, uh, I don't think they're going to use that same house again, although I could be wrong. They might. I know the character that lived there is supposed to come back in the sequel, 
but I don't think she's supposed to be the focus. I think she's maybe going to be more of a background, but, again, I don't really know. I'm just guessing. So I'm not sure where they're going to do that. They also filmed in Burnaby Village, um, which is a really cool place. I haven't done a story on it, but there'll be one uh, coming up uh, during the Christmas season this year. And we've seen that in a few different things. But that was where, at the beginning of the movie, the character, the female character, had her vet business, and she was going to you know, sell it or close it down when she moved. And her parents had their Santa Claus diner or something or Kris Kringle diner. Uh, the Chris Kringle Kitchen, I think, is what it was called, and that's also in Burnaby Village. And that's just a neat place that you can anybody can go. It's open to the public, and it's actually fun to go there. My husband and I wandered through there at Christmas last year. It's all decked out oh. for the holidays. Oh, that's so cool. And nothing could be more surreal than visiting a set or visiting a location and it's decorated for Christmas, you know, because exactly. Hallmark is so synonymous <laughs> for that. So it's almost yeah. like you're living the moment. <laughs> right, exactly. It was really fun to be there last year uh, during the holidays. Um, uh, like I said, I've seen it in several things, but it was in Christmas in Evergreen, of course, when I had gone there, I hadn't seen the movie yet, but when it aired, I said, oh, my gosh, I was just there. <laughs> So it's really exciting. Well, I think that one of these days, Dawn and I need to take a road trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come, we'll I think that is a given. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a given. I, I, I don't know. This could springboard into a whole new thing, you know. But um, I know, But right? I don't know. <laughs> it would be fun, but we'll leave the it all to the expert, um, Carrie, because you definitely um, are the expert in this in terms of what you do and, and everything that you've done. And, and what's the most unusual experience you've had while visiting various film locations? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Um, the most unusual. Um, I'm not sure about the most unusual, but I will tell you that when I showed up to take pictures that day and, you know, I could tell the neighbor was raking his leaves, kind of giving me the eye, like, what are you doing, you know, in our neighborhood? And so I walked over to him and introduced myself and I gave him my card and I said, you know, I'm just taking pictures of this house because I'm, you know, it was used in a movie. And, and I, I was like expecting, you know, well, so, you know, who cares if it was in a movie? And it was like, oh, yeah, that's my sister's house. You know, my house is right here. I, my house has been in a movie, too. You want to you talk about it? And it was just like, oh, my gosh, I thought this was going one direction, and it went a whole different direction in such a great way. <laughs> so, But I can't think of anything off the top of my head that, that's um, unusual that's happened. Okay, well, I tell you what, that, you know, you can only imagine that all throughout, um, you know, your experiences that you've had all kinds of reactions and responses and you name it, it's happened. Um, <laughs> to go along with the, all the other experiences that you've had as well. Um, and uh, so have you ever considered writing a book about your experiences? I haven't. <laughs> I have not. I mean, it's enough that I write the blog and and uh, journal my uh, my little adventures with people, um, you know, and I do hear from people literally all over the world. You know, I got an email inquiry 
earlier this year about a, a from somebody in Paris, France. That's a Hallmark watcher. Um, Vanessa is her name, and she uh, she reached out because she saw a movie on Hallmark and wanted to know if I knew where the location was. And uh, I got a email from somebody, a gentleman named Ken in Hawaii, that was looking for a restaurant in a movie that started a, a whole big thing, you know. And so I journal these experiences, and I tell you what's going on. It wasn't simple to find. This is what I had to do. Can you believe this? And I tell <laughs> I tell about it in the in the blog. But who knows? Maybe maybe and I've seen it book someday. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, because you're a blogger, I, and naturally, if you're a blogger, then you're a writer of sorts. And so that, you know, it kind of, I thought to myself, wow, I've read your blog, and it's very good, by the way. I mean, it really well, does. Well, it gives, you know, people who, we get to vicariously live through your journeys, through all of these, you know, visiting all these locations. And it gives people a lot of great behind-the-scenes information that, they wouldn't get just from watching the movie because when you're watching the movie, you're just kind of in the movie watching the moment and watching it as it unfolds. And you may not always pick up on, you know, you may look at the scenery as a whole demographic, but you're not necessarily zeroed in on the coffee shop or the antique shop or whatever the, the setting is per se to where you go, Oh, you know, and, and in your, in your situation, I mean, you have to be incredibly observant to be able to even, hunt out these places and go for it you know yeah it's just you know I, I always say everybody has their thing that they're good at and um for me it's it's not so much that I'm really great at it because there's a lot of people that do this it's just it's fun for me this is like my football or my sports because I'm not into sports and this is <laughs> kind of like you know when I when I go and I do these things like for instance um, back when we were in Germany and Austria, you know, my dream, I wanted to go to the meadow where Maria opened up the whole movie at the beginning, and she does her little twirl in the meadow. And mm -hmm. I did all this research online to find the meadow. And, you know, um, I was not a blogger at the time, but when I travel, I do take uh, send out emails to uh, family and friends, and I take them along on our adventure and uh, I remember that day, it was, I remember describing it as, this is, you know, I know you people don't understand why I care, you know, about finding the meadow, but it's, this is like my Super Bowl, because that's how it felt to me. Like, I, w I don't get to Germany and Austria every day, and so for me, I really wanted to find this meadow, and it didn't end well, kind of like when the Seahawks uh, lost the Super Bowl a few years back. It was kind of the same thing. I didn't find the meadow, but I found the meadow next to the meadow, and it still made a great story to tell everybody, and it still made a great memory for me. And I still did my little twirl in my little Maria costume there, uh, but it was not the real meadow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you were close. You were very close enough to to it counted. You know, it's kind of like horseshoes. Yeah. If it's it close, was hilarious because my husband, you know, he he could give two hoots about any of this, but he humors <laughs> me. He's been humoring me for many years, and so when we were there, he's like, "Carrie, it's green. It's a meadow. No one's gonna know." And I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> She'll know. That's right. That's so true." That's right. 
Oh, well, if someone wanted to in, um, embark on this, because, you know, Pam has already kind of put it out there that we're taking a road trip. Um, but uh, if, if someone wanted to embark on this as a hobby or career, what advice would you give them? Just, you know, I just really will say that, you know, if, if, you, if there's anything, whether it's this or anything else, if there's something that you're passionate about or that brings you joy and happiness, just go for it and, you know, don't let your fear or um, uh, just worrying about what other people are going to think, don't let that stop you from pursuing joy and happiness. Um, that's one thing that I've learned uh, as I've gotten older and I wish I knew when I was younger. And uh, it's also something that I've learned over the last few years. Um, you know, my mom passed away unexpectedly a few years ago right after Christmas and from that moment on, it really changed the course of my life. A lot of things happened as a result of um, her passing. Um, you can't prepare for that kind of thing. And, um, and so as a result, I wouldn't say as a, as a direct result, but down the line as a result, I ended up starting this blog. Before my mom passed away and all these things that happened that, that came along with that, I didn't have the confidence. Now I'm like, I don't care if you don't like the way I write. I'm not a writer. I, don't, I didn't go to school. I don't have a degree I, in English. Um, I'm sure I make mistakes all the time, but I never claim to be perfect. Um, I'm just sharing my journey and my stories. If you don't like it, then don't read it, you know. Right. And don't let, don't let your fear of I'm not good enough or I'm not this or I'm not that. If there's anything you want to try, just go for it and don't worry about what anybody thinks. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And so, and it's evident yeah. that in what in what you do, you're just you know it is your passion and you love it. And um, but you, you're a very good writer, by the way. So I thoroughly enjoyed reading your blog, and I've learned so much too from just the things that you've been able to put out there about the various properties and locations that you visited. So so thank you for doing that. Not everybody has the patience yeah. to, to hunt out these places, you know. Well, Dawn, I can't tell you how much that means to me, and I mean that in all seriousness. That really, um, it touches me, and it means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. I and and I have to. When I'm up I, there, you know, I'm, I'm stomping through my mom's, uh, you know, where she grew up. And uh, so I do feel it's kind of a neat thing because even though she's no longer with us, um, I do feel her a lot when I'm up there because this is her where she came from. This is her, her, uh, her stomping grounds of her youth. So it's really fun for me to be there, and I feel her with me every time I go up there. Oh wow, that's precious. That is so precious. Definitely. I mean, my mom passed, and I. It's been what 26 years, I think now. And, you know, still things that I see or things that I do or even things that I say remind me of her. And, Absolutely. you know, at first it's kind it's kind of a, you know, like you want to cry moment, but then you get a smile on your face because it brings back such great memories. Right, right. Um, you know, it's funny. I will tell you this. I, I didn't mean to get on this, uh, you know, the doom and gloom part, but I have an interesting story. I went out to interview somebody last year, and um, her name is Kathleen, and my mother's name was Kathleen. And as we were talking, she was talking about her husband, Bob, and my dad's name was Bob. My dad is 
passed away as well. Wow. And as a result of our meeting and several meetings afterwards, we just kind of clicked, and uh, we've actually become friends. And I see her quite often when I'm up in Canada. Um, I'll call her, text her, and say, hey, I'm in town. What are you doing? And she'll say, I'm putting the teapot on. Come on over and and uh, we'll just sit over a pot of tea and get caught up or what have you. And it's just really cool. But um, I will never forget when I was sitting in her living room and, you know, we were talking and she was talking about, you know, saying something about her husband, Bob. And I said, who's Bob? And, and she said, that's my husband. I said, that was my dad's name. And I had just, like, said, I can't believe your name's Kathleen. My mom's name was Kathleen. <laughs> So it's just one of those things, and it's really cool because our paths would never have crossed if I, you know, hadn't have showed up because of a, a film location. And and that just kind of reinforces I, that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's something you'll never forget their names. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Now, you also mentioned your kids are older now, but do they ever still go with you on any of the locations? Yeah, it's funny you should ask me that. My kids had the craziest upbringing because when we moved out of state um, when they were young, they were they were um, under the age of five when we moved to Washington State. Um, but my family and my in-laws still lived in Southern California, and so we'd go down there pretty regularly. And as you can imagine, when I go somewhere – um, no matter where it is, uh, my first question is before I go, have they filmed anything there? What have they filmed? And so I've got to, like, look into mm-hmm. it. Well, whenever I go back to Southern California, I always have a long uh, dream list of places that I'd like to see. Not necessarily Hallmark, although I do have several Hallmark locations on my current list for when I go back down to Southern California uh, next time. But, you know, and so they're used to being dragged around i can remember one year i took them to the et house and went to the brady house we went to seventh heaven church we went to the you know doc's house from back to the future went to the father of the bride house i mean it was just like one location after the next but they they're just used to it you know um but it's funny because my daughter my oldest daughter is 29 years old she lives in los angeles and guess what she does for a living what? I don't know. She works in film locations. Wow. Oh, <laughs> no, you're kidding. No, and I always joke around and tell her, you know, <sighs> I remember when you were less than a year old and I took you to the set of Knott's Landing and you were so quiet. It was like you knew what was going on. <laughs> oh, and, my uh, oh, my gosh. So we joke that about that so a lot. That is so cool. And, uh, um, our uh, our youngest daughter lives in Austin, Texas, and she's a software engineer. And she does still, you know, um, they've done some filming there. There was a uh, TV show called Friday Night Lights uh, that she was really mm-hmm. into. She's uh, used to take her up to Canada all the time when she was into Smallville years ago. And um, so I take her up to see some different locations from Smallville. So they're just used to it. Um, the girls uh, still like it. Uh, my husband still feels the same way. He still doesn't get it. <laughs> but he's okay with that. <laughs> he, he oh, my gosh. Because he really does tolerate a lot uh, out of me because, uh, you know, with the film locations thing. But he's so supportive um, of my blog, even though it's not something that – 
he's of in, you know has any interest in he still is incredibly supportive and you know my trips up there and uh, for my birthday this year I told him all I want is to see the Mrs. Miracle house with my own eyes I've only seen it on Google Street View I want to go see it so he took me up there for my birthday <laughs> what a wonderful <laughs> husband that's, I know, yeah, I was thinking the love. same thing. <laughs> yeah. When you think about how many men are, they think that Hallmark movies are sappy and things. I mean, you've got a great husband to take you to different film locations that are, many of which are Hallmark, but then some aren't. And, oh, my gosh, and to take you all the way overseas so you could see your, you know, set locations for your favorite movie of all time. I mean, that's just awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh and he's been able to, you know, to live through this with you and enjoy and see some places he might not have seen otherwise if you weren't doing this. That is exactly right. And that's the one thing is when we do drive around in a new neighborhood, there's a neighborhood up in Canada that was used in Love on the Sidelines, was used in um, one of the garage sale mystery movies. They used it for one of the estate sales, and it was also used in Surprise by Love. And uh, when I discovered that neighborhood online, I uh, I was like, wow, this is these are like McMansions. These places are huge, and so I knew he'd be interested in seeing it. Not from a film location standpoint, but he likes going on drives and he likes looking at new things, and he loves that neighborhood. He just he's in awe of it because the houses there are just amazing. They're beautiful and they're huge so he he uh he has and then you know i did a story on um rowena's by the river which is uh it was used in wedding march one two three and four and um it's the inn where mick and uh olivia you know are and um and mick owns it and uh so i did a story on rowena's last year and they invited me to come up and uh stay the night in one of their luxury cottages and i told my husband jokingly well i know you don't want to go because you just don't care about film locations at all so i'll just go suffer all by myself ha ha and he's like are you kidding me i I definitely want to go you know and uh it was such a beautiful drive up there um it was a new area that we'd never been to before in harrison mills um absolutely gorgeous fall day, blue sky, warm weather, very unusual for October here in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, all the fall colors. It was just, it was an incredible weekend. Um, It it was just beautiful. And the pictures, you know, that I did uh, on my website that go with that story reflect just how beautiful the blue and the sun and this beautiful location on the river and all the fall colors in the background. It was stunning. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I'm just like, as we've been talking with you, it's just I'm just so living vicariously through you going, oh, I would love to I, do this. I would love to do this. <laughs> Dawn, I'm just picturing myself in her back seat right now, Okay. Right, right. We're just going to be stowaways on your next big adventure. Just let us know. We'll be there. <laughs> you come anytime and I'll show you around. Oh, my gosh. Let us dream come through. You need to come and take a Wind Calls a Heart tour. Oh yes. Gosh. Eddie and all of the above, awesome. let me tell you. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Any and all. That's right. <laughs> well, Don and I are such huge Hallmark holiday movie fans, and even, you know, any holiday movie, let's put it that way. Right. And we mm-hmm. know it's almost impossible to pick a favorite, but do you have one? Um, A favorite hol- um, Hallmark holiday movie? Um, or any holiday movie? Let me see. Let me think. One minute. Favorite holiday. You know, I I do have. Um, wow. It's it is hard to pick just one holiday movie. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, how about we say um, a couple of them? <laughs> I love Crown yeah, for sure. Christmas. I don't know what it is about it with Danica McKellar. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I could just watch it over and over and over. I love Crown for Christmas. I love Trading Christmas. I think it's just great. I love the story. I'm a huge Debbie Maycomber fan, um, and uh, mm-hmm. so I love that movie. Um, I also, uh, you know, there's Finding Christmas. There's uh, The Christmas Shepherd. Um a Heavenly Christmas from a couple years ago. Beautiful story, beautiful message. Um, there's just so many, it's hard to pick one. Right. So that's what I exactly. would say is all of those. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas Detour with Candace Cameron Murray. I love that one. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> so great. And then, of course, there's that whole finding, marrying, uh, engaging Father Christmas series. I love um, those oh, stories, and I can't wait to see the marrying Father Christmas one this year. It's going to be wonderful. Right. I know, I, I, and I think that it's ho- so hard to pick because they're all so great because they each have something in it that we love that's different from one of the other movies, but yet we always know it's going to be a happy ending. Right, and I think that's why so many of us watch. You know, we all have our reasons mm-hmm. for watching. Um, but for me, you know, um, I, I'm not a person that follows the news. I don't, um, I don't follow politics. I don't follow the news. I don't really know what goes on in the world. And it's not because I, I you know, um, I'm not ignorant. I just, I can't control any of it. And, you know, um I, there's really nothing that I can do about it. So it does me no good to get all hot and bothered about what's going on in the world. And for me, I just know that if I sit down and I watch Hallmark, um, it may be the same storyline, you know, but I always know that I'm going to be happy for two hours. I'm going to have a happy ending, and it's not going to be doom and gloom. And, you know, and so many times these stories just touch parts of you and they – um, you know things that you can maybe relate to in your own life, in your own world, and it's just it's just a beautiful thing, you know. Well, I think you you explain that just beautifully well because, and I believe that's one of the reasons why Hallmark has gotten to be such a powerhouse television network, and people love it not only during the holiday season when they're cranking out all these awesome movies, but throughout the year because it is an escape from 
we the are. realities of our everyday world that we live in, and um, and when you're so over overrun with you know news and social media and all the opinions and everything, just to sit down and watch Hallmark, it is like the best feeling in the world because it kind of takes you back to times when you remember even though the movies are modern it gives you that familiar feeling of the way things used to be when in a time when you know you lived in a small town and everybody greeted everybody and and it everybody was happy and life was good and and it just the doom and gloom of our real lives uh, or reality of real life and society today is so off the beaten path from what we see and so hallmark is just a breath of fresh air you know it is it is and and we know you and i all of us know there's so many people that feel the same way they don't Mm want to get wrapped up in the doom and the gloom they just they just want to just have a simpler time, an easy time, you know, the way that it was back when, you know. And they know that if they just sit down and they, they are going to have for two hours, it's going to be a happy ending. It's going to be all uh, all okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I saw a tweet someone put out one day recently, and they said, you know, we, we I wish real life could be like a Hallmark movie. And yeah. and I think when people watch Hallmark, you know, millions and millions of viewers can't be wrong. But when right. you when you watch Hallmark, you really do feel like you're part of that movie. And Hallmark is such a family anyway of cast and crew, but also of the fans that watch these movies and follow these actors and support them. And it really does feel like, you know, a great big happy family. Um, and, and, you know, just seeing the actors and the way they interact on Twitter and, and Facebook with, you know, their fan base. It's just incredible to see how engaged they are. And it really is a special, special thing. It is. It is. And I agree. I think it's really neat that, um, you know, that, that uh, the actors and actresses are so involved, you know, on Twitter and Instagram and engaging with their fans. I mean, they know that they, you know, Hallmark keeps making the movies because they know that people are going to watch them, and these mm-hmm. people know that that hey, if it weren't for these fans, we wouldn't be making these great movies. And so they just—it's so neat to see all the interactions because it's so foreign from how I grew up. I mean, back in that day, you know, you wrote a fan, a fan, <laughs> a fan letter to a fan club, and you didn't even know if it got to the actor or the actor. Exactly. And now it's like you're having a conversation, you know, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram with the actual person. It's just mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. This is so true. Thankful most days for social media. And sometimes yeah. not so much, but thankful most <laughs> right. of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, it's... How do you how do fans get in touch with you if they want to go on a tour? Where can they follow you on social media and read your blogs? So my blog is called I've Seen It on Hallmark, and it's S-C-E-N-E. That's like a movie scene. So it's I've Seen It mm-hmm. on Hallmark.com. And um, I'm on Facebook. I've got an I've Seen It on Hallmark page, um, Instagram, and uh, also on Twitter. And um, you can always email me. As far as tours, you know, um, you need to get in touch with um, McGinnis Farms as far as when called the Heart Tours. Um, and they aren't doing any tours right now, but they will be starting up again in uh, early 2019. 
Um, it's usually still a little cold in January. Um, so they, I think last year we started the tours in February. But I will definitely be having more information on the tours uh, on the website because I get so many inquiries um, about the tours. I was just up at McGinnis Farm a couple days ago. I was talking to Rod, um, who's uh, um, he and his wife Wendy own own the property, and um, you know they're they're already getting a lot of calls about tours now, and it's it's still months away from when they're going to be offering them. So they know that uh, as the shows become more popular and the word's getting out about the tours, I think next tour season is going to be um, probably the, the busiest one yet. So I will definitely have some information available on my website of how to get in touch with the McGinnises to book. Wonderful. Well, Carrie, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. You brought us to so many happy places in our minds right now until Don and I get in the car or the airplane or something. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Well, it was but we'd really, love to um, keep in touch with you. Please do. And it was really exciting um, to be able to, you know, to just sit and chat about the, um, all of this. I don't really uh, typically have the opportunity to do that. So I do appreciate it a lot. And thank you. I'm honored that you uh, asked me to participate on your show. Oh, well, you are certainly welcome. welcome. And it has been a pleasure um, as well for us. Pam and I love this sort of thing. And and, and like she said, we are we have vicariously lived through you through the duration of this interview. And uh, now it just – we've jokingly said we would love to do this, but I think uh, probably off air we're going to be seriously talking about, hey, could we possibly do this? Um, so, uh, so you've inspired us, so to speak. But thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. And we would definitely um, – keep up with you and everything that you're doing and help promote um, your blog and everything going on with you as well. Well, well, I appreciate that, and I'll do the same for you guys as well. I look forward uh, to meeting you one day. I hope you'll consider coming maybe next spring. Oh, that would so be awesome. Kind of plant that in the back of your head. There you go, <laughs> Pam. we got a little while. We, we can get this planned. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Carrie, and uh, we definitely look forward to seeing where you're going to end up next, and where you're going to what you're going to visit next, and reading all about it on your blog. Well, I do have um, that is pretty exciting. I, I'm getting ready to take a trip um, just for the sole purpose of uh, going to visit a film location. I'm going to be traveling out of state. It's a big location, and I'll be blogging about it this Christmas time. Awesome. Well, we look forward to that, and give us a heads up before you publish so we can get we can help promote that, and uh, we definitely uh, look forward to reading all about it. So thank you again for your time, and uh, we're excited to see what's going to happen next for you. Uh, well, thank you, John yes, and Pam. Thank you so much. It was really nice to chat with you. You're very welcome. Have a, you have a great care. weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X M A S M U V I E S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M U V I E S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. 
And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.